0: and welcome to the playoff preview edition of the gridiron weekly matchups podcast i'm your host huck breeze and i am joined here by scott Sheddig, as always so scott this is our first saturday podcast it's getting that time of year so how are you feeling
1: you know, I wish I was feeling a little bit better because I wish, you know, going into this playoff preview, I'd be previewing my own playoff picture. Um, but that such is not the case. Uh, I'm looking at looking at draft order now,
0: right? You're not technically out. Uh, you, there is a possibility that you score three hundred something points, and you know, a <laughs> bunch of people lose. And uh, I love your. <laughs> uh, but, but yes, as a as a technicality, you're not out. But yes, you are playing for. Uh, you know, a better draft uh, position or a dred- better draft possibility. Um, th- I know this year's, this time of year is never fun for people who know that they're not going to be playing past this upcoming week. Um, but do you, did you learn from any of your mistakes? What do you, what do you think you did wrong to get in this spot? Well,
1: it kind of starts at the top. Mm-hmm. I think I got a little too fucked up with the draft too fast. Yeah. Um I made some poor decision making in the draft. Uh, I think I missed on almost all my draft picks. Uh, you know, Matt Ryan sucked dick, Miles Sanders is a little bitch, fucking uh Nicole Hardman's a fucking ghost. Uh I mean almost all I mean fucking J- Jamal Adams was a piece of shit all fucking season until I trade him and he goes, Oh you traded me, I'm gonna get in the fucking field. You know, fucking asshole. Uh you know, it just it just is too many fucking misses. And and with that, I tried to recover as much as I could. And with that, I scrambled a bit, wasted probably... I mean, I liked some of my moves that I made, but I'd say I wasted a good 10 to 15, uh, which is too much. Probably at the um, beginning of the
0: year. You just went yeah, out of the then, gate.
1: And then trading-wise, I think I did okay trading-wise. One thing that really yeah. pissed me off that, that you, you brought up a lot was, oh, I can't trade this guy because he was my third-round draft pick or he was my something-something pack draft pick. and And to me... I don't care if he's your first draft pick, your last draft pick, or you picked him up in free agency. If he's good, he's good. If not, he sucks. That's it. Mm-hmm. I don't care. I, I do not care where you draft from. And, like, that kind of thing, like, especially early on in the season, really halted a lot of my trade deals because I was like, look, you're holding this guy up on a fucking pedestal. But he's a piece of shit. I mean, you draft him, great. And I draft a guy's high too. But guess what? They're pieces of shit. And I and – boom, you're gone. And so it could have been a bit too harsh. But at the same time – I mean, I, none of the guys I got rid of started doing better or anything other than fucking Jamal Adams. Right. Everybody else was just like, oh, I'm going to suck dick for the rest of the season. I was like, yep. Yeah,
0: yeah in, in that sense, when I think of draft picks, especially in the first half of the year, you think of them as like stocks. Okay, so yeah. when you had draft somebody in the first round, they're a valuable stock. People all know you draft in the first round. We're all there. We're all paying attention. And so to sell them, you're probably going to get a high price. As they start to decline or do shitty, they, uh, you know, decrease in price. And you if you're wanting to cut ties and get something for them, you're going to get less than what you paid for. Now, because they're a first-round pick, people still, even in week eight, week nine, week 10, people still know that's a first-round pick. Like Matt Ryan, you trade him to Trevor. Trevor's, Trevor still knows who Matt Ryan is. He still knows where he was drafted. He still knows what he was preseason. And so what you're kind of gambling on is whether that stock will go back up if Matt Ryan will recover and be the guy that you thought he was in the last half of the season or if he's just going to continue to decline or stay flat so I think you know there's the argument to say is somebody that's drafted in the 16th 17th round um that does better than their draft position better than somebody in the first round who does less than their bad draft position it's it's all relative you know where, uh, where
1: did you draft Herbert?
0: I drafted Herbert in the 11th round.
1: So, uh, first pick for 11th pick. 11th right. pick's kicking picks ass.
0: True, true. I mean, there's always going to be, you know, I, I've looked at the the draft uh, results, you know, probably every other week just to see, okay, where were these people at the beginning of the year and where are they now? <clears throat> I mean, Herbert was an afterthought. Uh, mm-hmm. People didn't think he was going to start. People thought maybe Tyrod Taylor would hold on to that job for longer uh, than he than he did. Obviously, there were some freak accidents that came in the way of that. But but uh, but yeah, you're going to get uh, people like that where people undervalue and and uh, end up being a first round pick. I mean, we've seen it most years where somebody goes, well, you know, that's a rookie, but what are the chances that he ends up in the top ten quarterbacks? Uh, you know, I know Brad made a bet before the year started. Bet a hundred dollars that Joe Burrow would be in the top eight uh quarterbacks. It's not a terrible bet based on what the Bengals do. Uh but it, it fact, is
1: though because he went to the Bengals.
0: But the Bengals throw so much. So it's it's one of the yeah, things that's it's like, like
1: saying the Jets QB is gonna to be top ten. It's just never gonna fucking happen.
0: But teams change. Okay, where did, yeah, Jets QB Joe Flacco right now, Sam Darnold right now with what they have and the play calling and all that. But if the Jets come out and, you know, bring in a wide receiver next year and change coaches and adopt this Cliff Kingsbury style, you know, uh, spread offense, you may be looking at, even though the Jets aren't going to be better, you may be looking at a better style quarterback. I mean, they had three really good receivers and they drafted T. Higgins and you're like, oh my gosh, you know, this team has so many weapons with Joe Mixon, whatever. Dude, I mean, like I said, it wasn't a bad bet, uh, but it turned out Herbert was actually the one yeah. that was going to be in the top eight, top ten. So, uh, you know, that's, that's why we draft. But, but yeah, I, you know, it's all about uh, relative trade position. So um, this year, or this, I'm sorry, this, this week on the podcast, we're going to do something, we're, it's going to be a little different format. Uh, we're not going to do the the regular week uh, pick'ems that we do every week. What we're going to do is go through the uh, the people who are getting ready f- for playoffs, competing for a playoff spot, and we're going to give their chances of making or not making the playoffs. And on top of that, what we're going to do is give our projections, our guesses on as a result of people making the playoffs or not making the playoffs who will get the best shot at first pick, second pick, third pick, et cetera, in the lottery. So, so yeah, I mean, this is not to leave the, uh, the top four teams out, uh, you know, Danny, Max, Neil and myself uh, that's not what we're trying to do, but uh, we are the only ones that have clinched. So it's, it's almost like we're, put in the rearview mirror right now. Uh, this is an important link for these guys, so let's talk about them. What, uh, what we're going to do is we're going to start, let, let me preemptively uh, group everyone into categories so that I don't have to name every single person, every single scenario. And This is important because it'll take forever. So, we will group the one seed seekers. The one seed seekers. Huck, Neil, Danny. These are the people where it's possible that they can get the one seed. The middle of the pack, which is Max Huck and Brad. These, are, this is a sandwich of the playoffs. These people are probably going to make the playoffs. Brad still has a chance where he could lose. It would take a lot, but he he could. Um, but these are the people who are right there in the middle, playoff contenders. These are the people that we really want to talk about this week. Brad, Michael, Cause, Cameron, Trevor, um, are in are in the group for the playoff contenders. Playoff moonshot, which be Chase in a groove of his own. Um, can't really put him at the bottom there. Uh, can't really put him in the playoff contenders because he. Really but I got no moonshot
1: chance. here. Uh, I got you, the same record as Camacho.
0: Yeah, you got about a hundred and something less less points. <laughs> <laughs> so, so uh, not only would everybody have to lose, uh, you would have to score like three hundred something points. But, um, and then last, or, or I'm sorry, not last, the better pick brigade, <laughs> better pick brigade. <laughs> Sheddig, John, and Hedeman, these are the people who are clearly just fighting for the better percentage of uh, draft pick at next year's draft. And the only person that's clinched their spot uh, this year would be Clay, who's dead last. Um, there's um, no way. The point for, I want to say he could beat FUPA this week, but it won't matter. It won't matter. Um, even yeah, if he beats FUPA and, uh, and Sky Hedeman loses, Clay has a I, it's really bad. It's a bit- I, those points are just uh, horrendous. So uh, yeah, he's pretty much clinched. Um, that I'd have to go back and look. I I have I don't have it off the top of my head, but fourteen hundred eighty-seven points when no one else has less than seventeen hundred. Oof, that What's is that? just that, that, is, I, that is real bad. I do
1: kind of wish though head-to-head matchups mattered.
0: Yeah, but not in the point. I mean points 4 is is I mean, But like if they both finish 3 and 10
1: and Clay and Clay beats or, or like Clay beaten uh, headman or whatever, you know, I just feel like a person that has the head-to-head matchup should win. Yeah. It should be there.
0: But... You know what's funny is usually we have the last place person is like 4 and 9, I think. Mm-hmm. 4 and 9 usually. I think it's rare that we get a 3 and 10 and it's super rare that we get a uh Uh, like two and 11. Um, And uh, like, I think we named earlier in an earlier podcast, how many times we've had a one team winner and we've never had a zero team winner. Um, So clay is in unprecedented territory of how bad uh, a season he's had.
1: Well, I I think this is, I mean, I went in opposite direction, a strategy and uh, it didn't work out for me, but he went in the, all his eggs in one basket strategy. And I mean, I think, Even though he didn't get affected by COVID, like we had been talking about preseason, have been trying to like, you know, whether you should get your backup quarterback, all those things. It wasn't that. It was just the most horrendous array of injuries a team has dealt with in a while, basically. And it was all on his team. Like, if he would have picked like the Seahawks or the Rams or any other team, basically, he probably would have been fine. He probably would be in the playoff contenders group right now. Mm
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, he did have a lot of injuries, but then again, he didn't have a one pick. He didn't have a number one guy. So, He's been like, I mean, he had a lot of sporting cast, or he tried to do it with a bunch of sporting cast. But you know, we're all upset if if Patch Mahomes goes down, if Drew Brees goes down, if you know, uh, yeah. you know, all these Saquon Barkley, these, this is the best guy on my team went down. Um, Jimmy Garoppolo was one of his top picks and he went down and we're all just like, well, you know, normal teams should be able to recover from that. Clay can't recover from that. Uh, you know, so it's, it's a really tough situation. Yes. He had a, a really bad week. And, and maybe in these upcoming podcasts or a review, we can tell you how bad he is in the hierarchy of last place people. But yes, Clay has clinched the, uh, the shit trophy, for next year anyway let's let's jump right into these people so let's start with brad okay so i'm going to explain uh how brad makes playoffs brad makes a playoffs as long as michael cameron cause and trevor do not all win and he loses and as well they need clearman points so cameron cause and brad are all within five points and Trevor is behind by 43, so Trevor would have to score a substantial amount of points, and they would all need to win, and Brad would lose. That's the only way Brad doesn't make the playoffs. Otherwise, he makes it. Um, if Brad wins the game this week, he will lock up the four or five seed. Okay, that's that's. If he wins, he's the four or five seed. Period, um, and will most likely play Max or myself if Brad loses and still makes the playoffs, meaning he loses and other people lose as well, uh, he's most likely going to be a seven or eight seed and face Neil, Danny, or myself. So what do you think happens this week between uh, Maestro and, and Brad? Uh, and and where do you think he ends up?
1: Uh, you know, it, it's, it's tough, because I think that's going to be a closer game than... Uh, projections are calling for maestro has been kind of underperforming lately and uh, dad's team is uh, almost a little uh, it's kind of a little unpredictable Um, so i want to i think maestro still edges out that game uh, but dad puts up enough points for and between cameron trevor and max you're saying i think one one of the not all of them are going to win so he he should he should be fine uh, he'll definitely get into the playoffs probably as a six or seven seed.
0: Yeah, it, it's it's crazy because Brad's team isn't, you know, obviously without Joe Burrow and he's had, you know, minimal changes since the draft. His receivers are just atrocious. Um, but he still has the best percentage because of what he's done in the past as far as yeah. wins to make the playoffs out of all these contending teams. That's uh, kind of an
1: act for him because it's like he's playing Maestro who's done very similar like he's pretty much the same team that he drafted hasn't done much been I mean, coasting through the season with this now he's dealing some injuries and kind of limping into the playoffs
0: mm-hmm. yeah I mean yeah he's lost what five in a row so I'm gonna I'm gonna go with Maestro I think Maestro wins this one I mean the projections are really um, you know on his side this week he has a good team uh, they're just yeah, I think Michael's just had a really bad luck. Um, And so I I do think Michael wins that one. And this kind of parlays into the next, uh, next segment here with Michael. So it is possible that Michael missed the playoffs with the fourth most points in the league, which is nuts. Um, Mm -hmm. It's just been that kind of fall for him, but Trevor Cameron and cause would all have to win. And Michael would have to lose. That's the only way. Um, Mm -hmm that is those three would have to win and he would have to lose. So making him six and seven and all of them uh, seven and six, um, it would be a monumental collapse for him if, but, but it is possible. So if Michael wins, he would wrap up the fifth seed automatically fifth seed, no no four, uh, but he would play the fourth seed, which would be most likely me or Max. If I win, it's going to be Max. Um, if Michael loses and makes the playoffs, so he loses the game, uh, and he's six and seven, but let's just say Trevor loses, um, mm. as well. He yep. would be a, a seven or eight seed, um, and face Danny Neal or Huck. So it's almost identical. Um, him and Brad, the only difference is Brad, uh, needs a lot. Uh, he needs four people, um, uh, mm to, to lose or to win and him to lose yeah yeah um, I while Michael needs three people to win and him to lose to to, to be out but to, but yeah we do predict we both predict Michael to get that five seed lock up that five seed and face either max or myself in the first round all right so moving on to people who these, these are dice rolls okay we'll go to cause and so unlike Michael and Brad who could very well survive a loss if cause <coughs> loses, he would have to have Cameron or Trevor lose as well, or he is eliminated. I mean, that's period. Um, if Trevor and Cameron win and Cause loses, that's it. Because he's just not. It doesn't matter what Michael does because he's not going to beat him in points. Um, so, so yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, if Cause wins and the rest of the playoff contenders lose he will get fifth and play the middle of the pack members. So he would play either Max, Huck, or Brad. Um, or it would be Max or Huck. So he would get fifth if everybody else loses. Um, there are many combinations of wins and losses that would make Cos go from sixth place all the way to tenth place. So we're not going to go over all those. There's like tons of different things. Um, but by losing and making the playoffs, he would have to play one of the first place Seekers. So it would be... Uh, you know, me most likely Neil, Danny or, or me. Um, but I would assume this week he will be watching me and Cameron's matchup just as closely as he's watching his own, but let's get into, uh, matchup. Who'd you, who'd you pick here against disco? This is actually a very
1: close matchup as well, because I mean, not, they're not all that close this week, but this one is very close. I, I, at the end of the day like i think a lot of the position battles are pretty even but my gut just told me to go with disco lemonade he's just been pulling it out all year and then when you look at poopy's quarterbacks you're just like yeah i'm going disco
0: well be be clear that lamar jackson probably will play uh come tuesday and so yeah. he's and he's if, holding and, off
1: and that's that's something i almost told poopy was like when he when lamar jackson went out i was like yeah that might actually help you. And then when he put Robert Griffin III in, I was like, huh, you should probably bench him. And the Ravens honestly should have too. But, you know, because he ended up with negative points. So putting mm-hmm. some McSwerley in there, that's bad. If Lamar comes back, that's not necessarily better. Uh, he's been garbage.
0: Against uh, Dallas. Ben- Against Dallas.
1: Yeah. Against anybody. Against professionals. Against uh, solid objects. <laughs> he just he He looks like a dumpster fire out there, and it's it's i mean it's enjoyable to watch sometimes from my angle, but as a ravens coach or fan or or a fantasy owner you got to be like oh hmm. right
0: so well it, uh, that's
1: my I, opinion though
0: yeah, so you took disco go- and so if that happens, then cause hanging on by a string uh trying to make playoffs there uh so yeah. I disagree i think Poopatoo two wins this week. Um, I think that matchup against Dallas on a Tuesday is going to be good for him. One of the things that if that I, I, just, had, I don't think even if it is
1: good, it's not going to be good enough against Disco's studs. Disco's got too many studs over there.
0: He's got studs. He's got a week. Uh, I mean, he's kind of been limping right now. And speaking of limping, Kyler Murray was kind of limping earlier in the week. faced a good Rams uh, defense. Uh, Drew Lock is not good. He was good for like yeah. A blink. That Rams
1: defense just got their ass whipped by Nick Mullins. Damn, they're. I wouldn't say
0: they got their ass whipped. Um, I Did think that win? was. I think that was a lot of defense. Yes, they won. Um, but we're not going to say they they got their ass whipped. Um, At the I, end of the no, day, win Neal's, or lose. Right. Yeah, I get it. But we don't count wins in fantasy. Um, no, Neil's team's good. Don't get me wrong, it's good. Uh, it's he's first place for a reason. But. I just think that uh, this week, Poopy Two matches up better than him. Now, I will say, Poopy Two has to play Booker. I've seen Booker play, uh, you know, behind Jacobs when he gets in, he makes uh, the he takes advantage of the, the the carries that he gets. This week, Jacobs is out. They're facing the Jets on the road. Uh, they're going to want to control the clock. I say you play Booker, whether it be Gurley or Hilaire that you put on the bench, if you. If it's me, I'm putting Booker in there somehow, some way. Um, I don't I – don't,
1: Las Vegas barely runs the ball. They're they're not – They. I mean, when you watch Las Vegas play, because I watch them play a lot, it's kind of like watching the, the Chiefs play. If you have a running back and you're just going to watch the ball get flung 30 yards down the field every play and be like, yep, yeah, that's not my running back. All right.
0: But I think that – that's, that's
1: it. That's the game.
0: <laughs> well, I think Gruden's a smart guy, and they got their, their shit handed to him by uh, Atlanta last week. And a lot of Atlanta. Yeah. I mean, pick six is just, it was a mess. Um, and I think this week facing the jets, he doesn't want to have that same, uh, game plan of going out and tossing it all over the field. I think he's going to want to control the clock. You know, yes, they'll still get their pass. in. yes, they'll still, uh, Derek Carr will still be, you know, a good quarterback to own this week, but I just don't see him. I see Booker at least getting 12, 13 carries. Uh, for sure. And 12, 13 carries in an offense that is open up, you know, through the pass, he could be 60, 70 yards and a touchdown. So, uh, yeah, I would play Booker this week over, uh, you know, I I, I don't know. I, I'm not going to tell you who to, which one to pick. You know, I know Hilaire has been extremely underwhelming. I mean, he's taken the first round, and he bought him for a, a good amount, and now he's been underwhelming for him. So I'm not going to say to bench him in this situation, but I will say you got to get Booker in there somewhere. Um, but I do think poop two is going to win. And, uh, and I mean, that's just part of my prediction. So let's keep moving to Cameron. He's in like literally an identical situation with cause down to the point. They have the same amount of points right now.
1: Um,
0: (laughs) yeah, so it's, it's, uh, I don't have to go over it again, but a loss could be potentially devastating, while a win will all but guarantee he's in the playoffs. If they both win, then they will both face either Huck, Neal, or Max, depending on point totals. So if they both win or they both lose, then it's who scores more points. Yeah. And that would be nuts to, for them both to lose Trevor wins situation where they're both six and seven and whoever scores more points this week uh, gets in the playoffs. But you know, it could happen. It could happen.
1: And they both have great matchups. This matchup between you and Unicycle uh, you know, Polar Bears is closer than the project- uh, projections uh, put it. But I mean, it just looking across the board, it's, it's going to be a good game.
0: So let's talk about it. What, I mean, what do you think? Who, who are you picking this week? It could go
1: either way because you got you, you both have a lot of players that can go off at any moment, and it's just you know a coin flip of which week they do it. I mean, obviously Mahomes, Mahomes has a little bit better than a coin flip. I would give it more of a seventy thirty chance of him going off. But Denver's defense is no joke, and they play they play you tough. Yes, they have been burned a couple of weeks, but there are a lot of weeks that they play teams very well, and it's a division game, so you can't count you can't rule that out. Um, Deshaun, uh, but then you got Deshaun Watson across the way. And, and he's looking at the exact same thing. He's also playing MVP like uh, uh, football, but he's playing against Indianapolis, a good a good defense, uh, probably right up there with Denver. But they've had a better offense, so they're not exposed as much. And but it's another division game as well, so anything can happen. You got your Phillip Rivers, you got your Trubisky. I'm not going to get into the whole thing. It's just there's a lot of players that could go off, like Dalvin Cook, even uh, Pittman Jr. has been playing well. Ridley, Justin Jefferson's been amazing. Stephon Diggs. It's it's a great matchup. Uh you know, it's like I said, it's going to have a lot of uh, implications on what happens here at the end of the season as far as uh, playoffs and everything. Uh, you're obviously fine, but for Unicycle, Unicycle Polar Bears, it's uh, it's huge. So it's it's going to be a great matchup.
0: Yeah, I mean, yeah, this is not something I'm taking lightly. I think Aaron has been playing better as of late. Uh, what is he on a one-game win streak, two-game win streak? He's on a two-game win streak. So he's won his last two. I mean, he was four and six, another loss would have put him, um, you know, on the brink of extinction. And so he's won two in a row. He's, he's, uh, his team's been playing better cook escaped, uh, what could have been a devastating blow to his season. Um, but I, I do think I win this. I, I think that you're right. The big thing is going to be Deshaun Watson versus Mahomes and Deshaun Watson is going, um, to play Indianapolis, who's had a great D. I know they got sliced and diced by Aaron Rodgers, um, but they've had a great D overall. Other than that, um, so so we'll see how that turns out. And Denver, you're right; they they do play interdivision games tough, and they do play tough. They just don't play tough on the road. Um, so, and Mahomes is pretty much matchup proof, if you've noticed. I mean, he just beats up on people no matter you know what their passing rank uh past defensive rank is don't
1: roll out dalvin cook for jacksonville man he
0: could oh no i'm great. not trust me i'm not the 20.39 is well deserved i mean he's he's a first round pick next year i think that if he stays healthy and goes in next year somebody's gonna say you know i'm gonna pick dalvin cook for my first round pick and it could be me i don't know we'll see uh but but yeah i mean it's definitely some somebody to look at his receivers are nasty He's got good receivers at every at every spot. I you know I don't like Jarvis Landry normally. I would play Schuster, especially on a Monday. Um, but Landry's their only guy, and Landry's had some good weeks uh, the past few weeks. So um, so yeah, no, I'm not taking it lightly. I do think I win, but uh, but I I think that uh, that's, that that uh, it's it's going to be a good game. It's definitely going to be a good game. Um, that being said. Let's move on to Trevor. Trevor's got an uphill battle here. So Trevor has to win. And then he has to... You know, a loss guarantees he's not in the playoffs. And a loss uh, may even guarantee that he doesn't even get ninth. So he would get tenth, I believe. Because of the points um, for him and Chase and the fact that they're playing each other. Um, But... A win, he would need Cameron, and uh, and Cause both to lose. So, so yeah, I mean Chase would have to beat him by thirty points to take over that nine spot. Um, Not but, impossible. But I I, I kind of think he does. You know, I'm yeah. I'm I'm picking Chase this week because I think uh, Chase is going to win this one. Um, but. I think it's purely because Rumham has had some bad luck, some really bad luck to finish yeah. out this year. I mean, losing Breeze, not getting the backup, or he got the backup, and then a different backup started. Um,
1: yeah. <laughs> kind of like, switch. Yeah. Okay. losing re- And then Will Fuller goes out after he used his last move.
0: <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, so, yeah, I, I don't know. I, I think that missing receiver probably isn't that – a deal um but i am picking chase this week i think chase has a full team this is the team that he would be bringing in the playoffs if he was making the playoffs um so so i'm gonna go ahead and go with chase uh what do you think yeah
1: i agree i mean it's like i said it's just a tough end for rumham you'd think going at the end uh, you know heading into the playoff run with matt ryan and drew Brees as your quarterbacks you're you should be pretty set, right? And you get a cast around them with decent running backs and everything. DeAndre Hopkins, Nick Chubb, all the rest of it. You know, it's and then it just somehow everything just fell apart, and it's it's a shame because it would have been a really could have been a really strong team going into the playoffs. Yeah, uh, but this, but you know, with all that going on, Camacho putting up a full team and basically doing everything he can to try to try to make one last uh, last ditch effort here to get into the playoffs. But he is going to have to score pretty high. Uh, Alex Smith has been playing really well um, and Pittsburgh has been letting up some stupid points to quarterbacks so you never know Uh, you don't like seeing Stafford at Chicago but he's still got plenty of playmakers on his team that can put up a lot of points so I I think he should still pull this out
0: Stafford's a big enigma to me I mean where does Stafford go next year is he a second, late second, third round pick I mean he's not somebody you want leading your team Um,
1: no He's not your. He's your second or third quarterback. <laughs> well, he or can't some, be third. He'll be Somebody's second quarterback. He'll be somebody's second quarterback.
0: Right. Well, I was
1: thinking about going QB, QB, QB next year.
0: <laughs> I mean, it's it's a it's a strategy for sure. Just I mean, you remember when Safford was like in Amazing. the eight, nine, ten range, and this wasn't oh, yeah, that Megatron. long ago. Yeah, Megatron, and, they had, That's and true. they had
1: Historically bad defenses and a good enough offensive line for to let him throw basically. Now. He's got a terrible head coach. He's got no wide receivers. He's still well, the doesn't coach have an older. Oh. It's he's got all sorts of issues. He needs to get out of Detroit.
0: Uh, I don't think he gets out of Detroit, but they get a new coach. They get Galladay back healthy. They get Swift back healthy. Um, you know, they they have. You but know, getting a-
1: guys back healthy is never like. A good thing. You need you need some guys that are going to be able to stay on the field because okay, you get three guys back healthy. I would estimate that two of them probably get hurt again, and so you're really back down to one. And it's just it's a shit show from there. He's running for his life. He's getting too old for it. It's you just get get him out of there.
0: Yeah, and one of the mistakes that maybe Chase has made to a fault that might have been one of his downfalls. But I will say um, I had Chase pegged for him lower than where he is now. So I didn't think he'd make the playoffs, uh, but I thought he would be one of the worst teams from the jump, and uh, and so you know he you has really have performed had better had this year's podcast. Well, I, I think he made a, so the thing is, <laughs> I I mean I've said this uh, so uh, I've said this a couple times I I've said that <laughs> if you and I do this to myself. If you peacock, if you are at the top, people are going to try to bring you down. You're going to open yourself up to criticism. You are going to, uh, you know, whatever. He came in with all these gifts, showboating, whatever. I'm first place, great, wonderful, and we all enjoyed it. We all clapped. been waiting a long time. For we this. all clapped. We all gave him his whatever. And then the draft started, and he shit. He shit a brick. And I pointed that out and suddenly it's like, whoa, whoa. You know, why why are you coming after me? It's like, dude, you just danced around the room because you won a trophy. I'm gonna point out your flaws this year. And when you and when you uh when you draft terribly, which I thought he did, um and I didn't even include Wentz in there. Wince has had just a, a well. That was I was about to say.
1: He could have gone strong into the playoff stretch, just like Rumham, Matt Ryan, and Drew Brees, Stafford, and Wentz. Not too long ago, that's a great matchup for your QBs. I was about to say that they have very similar situations uh, go uh, heading into the playoff stretch, and then all of a sudden, I mean, who would have guessed that Wentz was going to be this bad this year? Who could have guessed that?
0: Yeah, no probably. one could have
1: guessed... I mean that's ridiculous. Like he is, he's, he's hot garbage. Like everybody should bench him, including the Eagles. So it's like, nobody could have guessed that. And I mean, you're talking about how far is uh, Stafford going to drop? How far is Wentz going to drop?
0: Yeah. I, I fully believe that Wentz, if he'd serve for the Eagles next year is uh, number two quarterback, which is crazy. Uh, because if that, if that because, because, because you don't know if you're able to hold
1: on to his job because he's going to be one of those guys that you're like, Oh, I have to draft the backup as well.
0: You know, like for a decade, we've there's like a short list of quarterbacks that get drafted at that first round turn. There are the guys where it's like, oh, crap, I need a quarterback because quarterbacks are so important in this league and I don't want to be stuck with bad quarterbacks. So I have to draft one and I'm going to take Big Ben or Kirk Cousins or Wentz or Stafford. It used to be like Jay Cutler. Um, Yeah. Yeah, exactly. There used to
1: be this this solid, Even Ryan Fitzpatrick was in there for a little while and yeah. stuff,
0: you know. Right. It was,
1: and now with, like when you you drop out of that group, that's huge. I mean, both basically both Stafford and Wentz have dropped out of that group for me. Like they're I, just because they're not trustworthy to me. Like if I my second QB, my biggest thing is I don't want to worry about his job. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. is he going to get in for sucking at some point? You know, like I couldn't draft Eli for a long time because it was just like, oh, it's coming, Eli.
0: Eli is one of those two. I mean, he was always yeah, at the exactly. turn. Yeah, yeah, he was one um, of those guys. But yeah, all right, we're we're spending a lot of time on this. Uh, we, I, I think Chase wins. You think Chase wins?
1: Yeah, I do. I think, I think I'm taking okay. Chase
0: for the. so so that would pretty much eliminate uh, Trevor from the playoffs. And depending on points, uh, we switch them at at one and second pick, um, or the best chance at one and two. Okay, so that's pretty much it for the playoff people. Uh, you know, I'd, I hate to. Count you out, but there's a little chance um, that you make that spot. So, what we'll talk <laughs> about, what we'll talk about now is I want to talk about the people that aren't make playoffs, and I want to talk about the projections for first, second, third, fourth, fifth pick. And we, I know it goes by percentages. I know Danny had third best uh, percentage last year and got first. I know Brad was worst uh, three or four years ago and got it. Um, you know it's always a crapshoot, but you're always fighting for the best percentage. You're never going to fight for the third best percentage, and you're never going to fight for the fourth best percentage. You're always fighting for that best percentage. Um, so, I personally think that if Chase wins this game, that he gets ninth place, just misses the playoffs, um, overtakes that spot with six and seven, and does beat Trevor by thirty or some more points. Um, that would give him ninth. But one of those people are probably going to get ninth place. Chase or Trevor. Switch him around first and second pick. Then third pick, you have it, like, locked. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> Your third pick, just start, uh, well, at least percentage-wise, uh, you have third pick pretty much locked. Um, fourth pick, I think that, I actually think Hedeman has a chance to beat Max this week. I do, uh, and I have a, I have a, you know, sneaky feeling that Clay might beat John uh, in the in the matchup of the week. So, I think Hedman gets fourth pick, which is a complete, you know, th- one eighty from where he was a few weeks ago. I mean, it was a hell of a uh, end of the year for Scott. You know, yeah, got to give him props for for putting together a team that not only is competitive but could beat some of these people. I think he beat Brad and some other people. Um, and if he beats Max this week, it's like a hell of a finish. And he deserved fourth plays for sure. Um, and then John would get fifth out of complete shame. And uh, Clay would get, obviously, the sixth pick or the worst shot at the first pick in next year's draft. But I want to point out something interesting. And I say this every year during draft time. Like, for the past, I, I think, six, seven years. Um, the person that got first, second, third, fourth place last year all didn't make the playoffs. And they're all going to be in the lottery this next year. And so w- even though you can say all these different things, injuries and this happened and that happened and blah, blah, blah. I'll only say this once because I'm not going to say it during draft time next year. What y'all are doing at the end of the draft is not working. It's just not. You cannot fight Mahomes with Wentz. You cannot fight Mahomes with Teddy Gloves. You have to have the best running backs and receivers in the league, the best tight ends in the league. And you, you have to have them, and you can't let them go. And that's just – that's it. And you have to make good picks in the middle of the draft and the end of the draft. You have to have good defense. Um, you know, I can't it's stress kind of this enough.
1: Though, like, is that you kind of have to have Mahomes or like you know a QB that is as good as you're going to think he is instead of turning into dog shit is really the best thing that you could do. Is yeah. have like a leader that isn't dog shit you know spray painted in gold and it's just actually gold and then you can it's easier to surround everybody after that surround them with people after that but if you got to scramble because all of a sudden the the head of your fucking team is a dumpster fire piece of shit your fucking season changes
0: mm-hmm. yeah no i get it but i mean you look at the end of that that first round i,
1: I don't think you do though that's what i'm saying is because you haven't had to get it this season
0: Oh no no I'm not saying that no I get it but you have to be confident in who your first round pick is like I know it's tough you know you're not going to I know I, McCaffrey. I was confident that Matt Ryan
1: is like a was like a two-face kind of guy like a, like a Batman villain like either he's you know Harvey Dent or he's Two-Face Oh like,
0: I liked I liked Matt Ryan don't don't get me wrong I liked Matt Ryan that wasn't that wasn't I used a, a bad pick Um, but you know, it, we look back on it. Derek Henry wasn't taken until middle of the second round. Uh, you know, Zeke was taken as the first running back overall, you know? So I know, you know, some people tried to do it. I know, uh, Clay for whatever reason, tried to, tried to just, he went a little bit too far, you know, he got Julio and
1: yeah, I'm going to try to trade with him next year.
0: Yeah. But I mean, it's just, I'm not telling you what to do. I'm not telling you how to do your draft, but I will say whatever you were doing at the end of the draft, it's just not working. There was a time where Michael was gone from the championship to championship to championship, um, and he kept repeating and getting to that point. Uh, you know, he never won one, but you know, it was end of the draft, end of the draft, end of the draft, and he kept getting there. Um, you know, I've gone to a championship twice in a row. It's it's difficult, but if you think that you're going to beat the people at the top of the draft, next year I won't have Mahomes. I've already acknowledged that and said. Um, I I like do not know. get
1: swindled out of the top three picks, people.
0: Uh, okay. I mean, you could say that I got I swindled Danny. He's going to be in first place. <laughs> Going in the playoffs, so uh, I, I don't know He's who got to win the
1: Other than that one
0: mistake, yeah. Well, either way, um, because imagine if his team had Mahomes. Imagine if yeah, if his team had yeah. Mahomes. and yeah. I had Tannehill yeah, and McCaffrey, you know, <sighs> things probably would have been different. But but it would have butterfly effect. It would have affected the whole. Damn draft, so we can't just say make that trade because it, it no, does, no. doesn't no. work. Like, that. Just, I mean, you just said Tannehill and
1: McCaffrey. I mean, I, right, ugh, like a yep. dry fart.
0: Yep. So, uh, just a final uh, to go over how I think this ends up going in the playoffs. First is Danny, second Huck, third Neil, fourth Max, fifth Michael, sixth Cause, seventh Brad. 8th Cameron, 9th Chase, 10th Trevor, 11th Shedig, 12th Hedeman, 13th John, 14th Clay. Um I'm not going to ask you to, you know, recreate them what you think, you know, we don't disagree on much going into this week. Um but that would put in the first round of the playoffs different brackets. Danny versus Cameron. And Max and Michael in one bracket, uh, I would put in the other bracket Huck versus Brad and Neil versus cause in one bracket so um, I don't know this all could get mixed up we all could be you know we don't know what the fuck we're talking about but but uh, you know this is this is uh, you know this is what we think will happen.
1: Yeah, it's pretty exciting. You know, so it would be nice to be a little bit more involved in the playoff run. But it's, uh, you know, those were – it's how the cookie crumbles sometimes. So I'm excited to see who what the matchups are after this week, though. And it's still a pretty tight race in Pick'em though. So, uh, you know, if it ever updates, maybe sometime by next week it will update week 12.
0: Uh, it will be great. Has it not updated week 12?
1: No. You can go look at it and count. Uh, I think Cause will be up by one. Because I lost to him.
0: Okay, so how did I do last week? I don't know. I won four. You won six. Oh, jeez. Okay. All right. So I didn't really do that great. Anyway, um, yeah, I had same picks
1: across the board last week, other oh, than wait, our
0: game. Twelve is not updated. Wow. All yeah, right.
1: it's twelve. Yeah, twelve's not updated. Yeah. Yeah. Um, we had the same picks other than our game, and if. Ryan Fitzpatrick or Claypool pulls down any of that, I win. You know, and yeah. you know, so he's he's going to be up by one after this. But I guess it goes through week week sixteen. It just you know, yep. obviously in the play of less and less uh, pickums to make, so it'll be close, right? Hopefully, yeah. see
0: it will be close. Um, real quick before we get into our sleepers and and uh, gambling corner. Tell me who you think the top three picks in the draft should be next year.
1: Top three picks in the draft next year. Mahomes is an obvious one. Um, I really feel like Rodgers has reasserted himself, especially if they – I mean – they've got to get him a, another wide receiver, another weapon. If they get him, like, a big wide receiver in the, in the draft or something, he, he immediately drops – jumps top three. If not, he's top five.
0: That's just bonkers. That is bonkers if somebody takes Aaron Rodgers for the second pick. I know it's cra- – it's, it's weird. But if they, got, if
1: they got him an amazing wide receiver in the draft and he's doing this well right now, he's up there for me. Because you got to think about – I mean, I'm looking at people that are like, yes, they're good, but are you are, – Are you a potential dumpster fire piece of shit? You know, I got to look at you right in the eyes and be like, are you going to fuck up so fucking bad at some point in the season that not not only am I going to want to bench you, but your fucking head coach is going to want to bench you too. You know, which are you? And so, because I mean, to me right now, like Lamar Jackson, he might, he's a turn guy for me now. Mm -hmm. And he's a late turn guy.
0: So that's a crazy, that's I don't know how to deal with Lamar Jackson next year. I mean, I exactly. That's
1: what I'm saying. So like people that, you know, even like Kyler Murray right now, Kyler Murray's a turn guy for me as he is amazing. Too small gets injured for me. If you are const- constantly running, you are constantly putting yourself in danger. The more I see my guy run into oncoming traffic, the more times I see that my guy almost get hit by a fucking Mack truck. And I don't want that. So you may be great, but I I don't need that. Same with Tua. Tua's is in there too. You can't if you can't handle getting hit by a Mack truck, don't run into fucking uh, oncoming traffic. So you're not my problem. You never will be. So Rodgers, I was going to put Russell Wilson probably third. Hmm.
0: What I are your top? I would say Mahomes would be number one, um, but I would think like Deshaun Watson has shown that he he may be. Like, I agree the best quarterback besides Mahomes he needs, in the NFL to me.
1: Head, head coach and GM is a big thing to me, I guess. If they can somehow find actually a good head coach, a good offensive mind head coach or something, then I I would
0: Bill do Bellamy more, right? from Kansas City comes over somehow to the Texans and they I can just, get I a Fuller back and and uh, you know fix some pieces on offense. Uh, I have a hard time thinking that Sean Watson is not uh, one of those top three picks. I wouldn't take Rogers just because I think that uh, Rogers is getting he's gonna be thirty eight. I think when we draft next year, mm-hmm. um, mm-hmm. or maybe he'll be thirty seven, close to thirty eight. Um, but it, you're getting to the point where it's like, when is your play gonna start to decline? When are you gonna? You know, not play at the level that you were. And I know I'm taking. I took Philip Rivers this year, but I took him in the fourth round. You know, and and I, I didn't want to take Tom Brady for this exact reason. And we've seen it lately. Tom Brady has not looked like the Tom Brady of old. Maybe because it's the play calling, they're having him throw downfield too much. But, <laughs> um, yeah, I think Murray's up there. I think Justin Herbert is up there. I'll whisper that. I, um, I know.
1: It- I need a good head coach hire from him and maybe a good draft, like a, like a, we're surrounding him with weapons kind of off season draft, you know, then yeah. yes, then yes, he, he definitely jumps up for me too.
0: Yeah. Um, yeah. Russell Wilson, Josh Allen's looked really good. I mean, you got a goal line back in Josh Allen. Um, you know, th- those are some, some top picks uh, up there. Um, is it, So if you look at it now in these these top scoring points, the people, first pagers, usually in the past, have always been uh, quarterbacks. You may get a running back here and there. Um, I know last year McCaffrey was absolutely ridiculous. He had over 300 points at this point, but Dalvin Cook has 247. So Dalvin Cook right now um, is number 11 overall, which is really good. (laughs) <laughs> uh number okay. thirteen is Alvin Kamara and the number fourteen is Tyreek Hill with those receiving boosts. Um so you've got a lot of scattered people in here. Derrick Henry, uh Devontae Adams down there. It's gonna be an interesting first round for sure next year. Um but but yeah, it's um I think that you'll be up there, you'll be picking one of these guys. It'll be interesting to see uh next summer who you who you take. But but all right, uh, let's get into um, the sleepers for the week. Do you have a sleeper for me?
1: I do have a sleeper. Okay, and you know, he's he's a little known guy named J.J. Watt. You know, oh. I, he's he just he's been playing better lately. Nine four seven twenty. But his next matchups are against Indianapolis, Chicago, and Indianapolis. Mm-hmm. So, and then Cincinnati. So you got Bumfoot uh, uh, Rivers. You got Incompetent Chicago offense. Bumfoot Rivers again. And then whoever the second or third string quarterback is in Cincinnati. If you're in the playoffs, I like that personally.
0: Mm-hmm. But Okay. Yeah. You know, I, uh, I think I've heard of that guy. Um I'm going with Texan as well. I'm going with the guy Ooh. I talked about last week, uh Kiki Kuti. Yeah, he didn't really uh you know play up to the standards on Thanksgiving that we thought he would, um, because Will Fuller sucked up all the the targets and touchdowns there, but now Will Fuller's gone as we watch from home for the rest of the year. And uh like I said, Sean Watson's played better ball than a lot of people in the playoffs. Um, I got suckered into picking up uh, brisket, which isn't a good thing. It's not a bad thing. It's just a thing I need to do, and it's unfortunate. Um, but if I had enough moves, uh, Kiki QT would be on my team for sure. And I'm only saying that because um, I'm only giving sleepers in week 13 to people who may need receivers um, because if he does beat me, I want to say I called it. <laughs> um mm-hmm. But, uh, but, yeah, he's the number two receiver out there, guys. Uh, you got Brandon Cooks on one side. Kiku maybe play slot. I don't even know who they'll have on the other side. But, uh, but, but Kiki Kuti is going to be number two in targets. I mean, besides, uh, you know, you got Fells and running backs, Duke and, and David Johnson. Kuti's going to get targets, maybe six, seven, eight a game. So he is a definite sleeper. And on the other hand, a guy I talked about in the preseason – um, on defense at defensive back. Yeah, I know he only got half point. And they're probably going to ease him in. Um, but, you know, we talked about this with Isaiah Simmons. We had big, big, big hopes for Isaiah Simmons to be one of those IDP leaders uh, prior to the season. I said, Xavier McKinney might be the best safety um, I've ever seen. And he might be one of the best safeties of all time. Um, Xavier McKinney went down, obviously preseason, but he's back. He got back last week. He's playing for the giants. Um, and I think he's starting up there. So uh, yeah, they might take him off, put him on whatever. Uh, it's pretty unpredictable, but if you look for a DB, you look for a long shot, look for somebody that may be able to get you 10 points. Xavier McKinney might be your guy. So how about some uh, gambling corner? You got anything for the weekend?
1: Uh, For the weekend, I'm trying to find an upset here. i mean a lot of what I'm seeing. I, I, I like Atlanta over new Orleans this week. Mm-hmm. Um, i like I like Cleveland to cover the spread against Tennessee. Um, I assume Tennessee's favored I think I think by four maybe five. Uh, but I think Cleveland's going to cover the spread there and then uh and see New England over the Chargers, unfortunately, but Chargers will cover their spread. That's about it. There's a lot of a lot of close games. I think Buffalo's going to be over San Francisco, Green Bay over Philly. Seattle over the Giants. It, it, Rams-Arizona game is very interesting for me. I, I, I can't oh, really game of the
0: week. pick that one. Yeah, yeah, I can't
1: pick that one. Tough.
0: Yeah. Uh, yeah, I've got a three-game teaser going on this week uh, for Sunday, tomorrow night. And I'm going to go with the... I'm going to attack uh, some of these teams. The Dolphins against... The Bengals, now, the Bengals' offense last week did better than I thought they would. Uh, they scored one touchdown. Um, <laughs> and, well, I mean, Brandon Allen's out there tossing the ball around, and, you know, he just looks lost. And so, and they, they obviously have no confidence in Finley because they're starting Brandon Allen, who was on their practice squad all year. Um, but, uh, yeah, I'm taking the Dolphins, and they'll be uh, minus one and a half with the teaser. So pretty much just have to win the game. I think of the Patriots. Uh, they are right now plus one and a half to the Chargers. With the Tees, they make them uh, plus seven and a half. The Chargers look good. Herbert's look good. But what hasn't really looked good is that for some reason they keep losing games. I think uh, Herbert has like one or two wins under his belt in his career. I think they're yeah, – Yeah, they yeah, They lose a lot of games. Um, the Patriots just have to stay with him in touchdowns. They don't have to win the game; just have to stay within the touchdown. I think that's a good bet. And this one's going to surprise a lot of you, um, but I am adding it on my teaser because I'm pretty confident about it. Jets plus fourteen right now. They are plus eight uh, to the Raiders. The last time the Raiders lost to the Jets or beat the Jets, I'm sorry, is 1996. 1996. Uh, I think they're six and zero or some some odd number um, since then. They They just play good against the Raiders. I don't know what to tell you. Um, No no Josh Jacobs. uh, No Jonathan Abram. uh, And the Raiders have not been playing very well the past few weeks overall. I know they got smothered by the Falcons and they lost the week before that. And, you know, if the Jets are going to win a game, which we're all rooting for them. Well, I'm rooting for them not to. uh, We all like see history. uh, This may be the one they have to do it, but plus 14 with the teaser to stay within two touchdowns and you're good. So that's my teaser for the week. I, I like that. Um, we got a sponsor this week? So unfortunately, no sponsor for this week. Uh, you know, it's just something we got to deal with. We're going into the playoffs. We'll have some good podcasts coming up for you to uh, pick these playoff games to, to get you guys ready for the upcoming, uh, the upcoming most important part of the season. You know, this is this is it, guys. This is glory. This is history. Uh, week fourteen. Cause Cameron, Trevor, Brad, Michael. Good luck. I hope you guys, uh, you guys, everything works out for y'all. And uh, that's all we have for you this week, ladies and gentlemen. I hope you guys have a great week. Scott, do you have anything to say before we go? Nothing.
1: Just uh, good luck, everybody, and have a great weekend.
0: All right. So long guys